Welcome to the My Why Podcast, where educational storytellers Jesse Mann and Kristen Travers discuss identity-defining moments with special guests. Inspiration ensues. We don't know what you're doing, but we're just happy that you're here. We are here live on location in Vermilion at one of our favorite stores on the planet, Elevation. We are speaking with Tannis Henderson, owner of this amazing boutique. If you have not been, you need to get here. She also has some online options for you if you are not from the area. So you got to check those out and we will make sure that you have all that access in the show notes as well. Before, this is actually funny because my friends and I go back to school shopping all the time. Like we've kept that. And so we drive nice. to Edmonton to go back to school shopping. And Tannis knows that we've often tried to stop in here first. And then we spend way too much money here <laughs> that we just go to Edmonton, have supper and come back because we're able to get all of our back to school yes. shopping done. I here. love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Tannis moved to Vermilion eight years ago, driven largely in part by wanting to raise her two children in a small community. So from IT to small business ownership, Tannis, we're just so grateful that you're here. You have become a friend of ours and you are somebody that we look to often for inspiration. And you are just this, like you embody building up other women, that babe supporting babes movement. That is what you do tirelessly, endlessly, and yeah, irrevocably. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tannis. Yeah. And we mean that. We genuinely mean that. We do. And back at you guys, like I, I love, it's like looking in a mirror, I get so many of the ideas that you guys have and all you do is build up other women and I love that we're so much stronger when we work together that way yeah absolutely well we we always say that this is kind of our therapy some people are like what what are Kristen and Jesse doing with my why and the truth is this is kind of a selfish thing for us because there are a lot of people around that we want to spend more time with and have conversations with and we want to you know freeze your guys' stories for other people to hear and selfishly we want to hear them ourselves so it gives us a way for us to ask really tough questions too mm-hmm. and and dive right into meaningful conversation we're not the best at um superficial type of conversations <laughs> no ain't, ain't nobody awful. got time for that like, <laughs> right we only have one life i'm yeah. tired of dealing with fluff yeah that's <laughs> just right. get down to it exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> so well let's just dive right in we want to know obviously the store and we're not just saying this like we only come in and sit down with people that you know are running businesses that we really really love to support and this is one I mean we're in elevation gear right now so yeah. what brought you to from IT mm-hmm. to owning elevation starting elevation obviously jumping off that cliff cannot have been a decision you took lightly I didn't take it lately but I've always been a leaper um, I, I have I confidence that. in myself. Yeah. Like when I, when I, uh, yeah, that's what I always call myself. Yeah. Um, when I have an idea, I do have enough confidence in myself to know that it'll work and to just follow my dreams. That's one thing I'm good at. There are a lot of things I'm bad at, <laughs> but that's one thing I'm good at. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> oh, trust me. I have a long <laughs> list. If anybody wants me to email that out, I got a long list. <laughs> um, so IT. IT was never my passion. Um, I was really good at it. I became a mom while I was in college. So I switched from, you know, at 22, when I had my oldest daughter, Tia, Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm a big crier. And thank you so much um, for sharing your genuine, true self today, too. So sure. do yeah. not be shy about crying. I'm going to be crying with you. Kristen <laughs> okay. will be over here. Listener, she, like, holds it together. And it's great it's a podcast because well, I'll be over. someone's got to hold it together. <laughs> thank God you're um, here. Yeah. But, you know, you, you bring up Taya, and I think that's where the emotion comes from. Because you are so proud of her. And that's so what's proud. made me... Um, I've always been a feminist, I think, from birth, probably. Mm-hmm. But... Um, having my own daughters and being able to 
mold them and teach them and watch them grow and become these wonderful human beings who can uh, lead, follow my example. That's what's pushed me to be the person that I am. So yeah, I had Taya while I was in college and I switched from a focus of anything being on me to um, being the best mom I could be because it was just me. I knew I was going to be a single parent for a while um, and where I could make the most money, be the most successful, that kind of thing. So that's where my career in IT developed. Um, I switched from business. I was actually going to take public relations um, and I switched to IT because it was just a lot more marketable. And, you know, I, I got a job with the Department of Energy. I excelled and progressed really fast. And then I got on with EPCOR, same thing, climbed the ladder. And then I had my youngest daughter and opportunity came to start consulting. And I did that and got really no joy from it. What I did get joy from um, was mentoring and managing and leading, which is what I did. But it wasn't necessarily tied to the line of work. It was just the people, loved the people. Um, and then we moved here and life slowed down for me and I realized how little joy I got from what I spent such a large part of my day doing and life is just way too short for that and I um, you know I noticed there was no yoga here either which I'm also passionate about I'm a certified yoga instructor and a meditation teacher too so I just I was walking past this building and I fell in love with the building and I'm like this this could be something where I could actually pursue a dream. Always love fashion. Um, what I don't love is that women um, feel uncomfortable in their own skin, walk into stores and feel uncomfortable, um, and that there are stores out there that make women feel uncomfortable, and I think the fashion industry in general makes the women feel shitty about themselves, right. and I want that to stop. Like There are clothes that make all of us feel beautiful. They, they reflect who we are. Um, they're a form of art, in my opinion. And um, all women need to feel like that. Like, they need the beauty from inside brought out. And every single day, there's a woman that says, oh, this makes, or my arms are too fat for this, or my ass is too fat for this. Or and I'm, every single time I said, absolutely not. That garment was not made for you. It doesn't fit you properly. We have stuff that will. And if we don't, I'll find it for you, you right. know? Just, we need to feel better. And I want this to be a place of comfort and where women can feel good about themselves. I will jump in here and just say that you you do do that. And so I don't know if you remember, and you have people come in and out all the time, and I met you a few years ago because I just happened to walk into the store. Yep. And I'm one of those people that's uncomfortable, and honestly, I just fashion is not something that I'm good at and that I come natural. So I grab a couple things that are things I already have in my closet, right? Right. Because I've got them at home, and You're I know they work. So, yeah, and yep. I'm like, this is a little different. She's got a different neck, but the exact same thing. I remember walking in, trying on a few things, and uh, I'm also, I guess, outgoing. So I'm like, you know what? Bring, bring a couple things. I felt comfortable enough to say that. I don't often Good. say that to people who are, you know, um, strangers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. So I just said, you know, bring a couple things. And everything you brought, I bought. And everything that I thought I grabbed, I didn't. Oh. And it, it did really, like, I remember walking out and feeling so positive about the experience. And then the clothes Good. became attached to that experience for me. So I just wore the heck out of them because I felt so good. And I had that good memory attached to being in here with you. That's and so, so beautiful. Then, yeah, when Tannis, or when, when Kristen said, you know, Tannis with Elevation, and then we kind of realized we both knew you, and we both, and then it just kind of like, obviously our friendship came from, mm -hmm. from that. But I can truly attest to the way that you run this business, and that Thank it you. does do exactly, you know, what you're saying that you want it to do. Thank you. That makes me feel so good. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, Keep that's going okay. on with how you uh, leap. That's fine. And again, yeah. I love that too. We're yeah. like, we're writing that down. 
Um, So yeah, I did have a yoga studio here, which I loved, passionate about. Um, My life changed. I had different responsibilities and things, so I had to make the decision to close the yoga studio, which was hard. Um, I loved working with the teachers, and I loved the students, like just having that energy in here. But um, it wasn't my focus, and again, I leaped. (laughs) I closed the studio because I knew it was the right thing to do, and I've been able to put all my energy into the store now and start to work on the dreams that I have Uh, supporting local designers huge for me as you guys know Mm -hmm. Um, that's part of working with other women and um, and then I can each piece tells a story that's important to me too I don't want another necklace that was made wherever I'm not going to say a specific country (laughs) that was mass made and people are making it just because it's their job Mm -hmm. I want something that has a story that has love and you can feel that Mm -hmm you know, and um, not not everyone might resonate with that, but I think you can. You can feel I'm a big energy person, and that's very important to me. And mm-hmm. if I can use um, what I've worked hard for to help other women have a voice, I'm going to do that every time. Um, and whether it's financially beneficial for me in the short term is not a concern for me because putting the good energy out there, in my opinion, has made that come back to me, and I think it's going to continue to. So, Oh, I totally believe that. Thank you. Yeah, I, to- I totally do. And, um, you know, putting my energy out there has, because we're sitting in the former yoga studio, <laughs> for people who can't see <laughs> where we're at, which is everyone, um, you know, and we st- I started my own line that gives back to charity. And that has been something that I've been thinking about in, a, in the back of my head for a long time. And uh, I don't trust people with my dreams very often. The women very close to me that I did trust with it push me forward and you know I'm in a really beautiful place right now I feel and I'm so grateful for that and I wouldn't be there without my community of women including you guys you know I talked to you guys about it you're very excited for me and that helped push me forward you honestly just radiate this energy that you speak of like when you walk into the shop it just makes you feel at home Mm -hmm. and that's why like obviously we love you and we love this shop and um so can you tell us a little bit about this new endeavor that you're starting yes sure so it's called bloom bloom by elevation um and that's part of um our symbol is a lotus flower it's that's what i feel like i am um i've come through a lot of muck (laughs) and um dark places that have made me grow and i fought through and come to realize my dream and live a life where i'm like really at peace and kind of in love with my life every day um, that's what I want to do for people and for my community and for my kids. So that's the name, Bloom. Um, and the products that we're going to be putting out are sustainable um, and socially responsible. So we're going to try and reuse materials. Um, our first line is uh, our Nola tote bag, which is named after my youngest daughter. And um, it all produced locally. I get all the donations of the denim here, and we use... We reuse every single part of the jeans to make these bags, and they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, they fit like a laptop. They fit uh, everything you need for your day, whether it's a tablet, phone, a few lip glosses, <laughs> whatever else. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're a bag that I would use, that I have, um, and it's something that I wanted. So I'm like, hmm, probably a few other women out there would want it too. And uh, I love the lady I got connected with that's doing the actual sewing for me. And... Um, Joe, uh, Joanne Marshall, 
from Lloydminster. She did the initial um, drawing and uh, prototype for me. Simple Farmer. Mm-hmm. Right. Simple Farmer. Right. Check her out. She's awesome. amazing. She is awesome. um, and like just I told her my idea and she just did it for me just because that's what women who support women do. And then I'm able to put this out there. And then uh, Kirsten Elder, Vel- Velveteen Vintage, out of Lloydminster also. So I had these coveralls and wanted to do something funky with them. And and uh, she bleached them out <laughs> for me. And we're donating that money to Alzheimer's research. So 7% of the proceeds of everything that we collaborate on. I have about six more collaborations that are coming out over the next couple months. Um, new bags, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, yeah, 7% goes back to local charities, uh, Lloydminster Sexual Assault Services, um, the Interval Home, and then um, Bloom by Elevation Youth Education Program. So that is one that I've started um, to educate just youth in our community about um, anti-racism and LGBTQ2S plus issues. So I'm working with Lakeland College right now and I've reached out to the schools here. I'm just waiting to hear back. I can't give specifics of the programs, but it's really gonna um, allow children to be free to talk about that kind of stuff and get them resources to learn because I I feel that's lacking in our school system. And um, teachers do an amazing job. It's not part of the curriculum, but I think it takes people to step up in the community to make these resources available for kids. That is amazing. Thank so you. Tell me why? Why is that an interest? Like, why is youth an interest, and why do you feel we need to educate right now? So, so I grew up in Edmonton, very multicultural, um, and then I moved to a community that's not as multicultural. It's not saying that the people here aren't wonderful and loving, but um, my oldest daughter was raised in a very different environment than my youngest daughter is raised in. And I think it's just important for children to realize the differences in culture, like not to say everyone's the same color, but to just understand the unique differences, respect and appreciate that. And I think we need to bring more of that here, what that exactly looks like. I'm not 100% sure. Um, we're starting the conversation. We're starting the conversation. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've always been anti-racist, I thought. But with this whole movement, I've realized how much more I can do. Um, I My models are not diverse enough to... Um, you know, I, I really want every woman to feel beautiful from the inside out. How can they do that if they can't see someone that looks like themselves on my page, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, I, I put all the girls that work here on the page. They're all beautiful. Just all women are beautiful. But I don't post myself as much. Um, and I need to start doing that because we practice what we preach. <laughs> right. But just there, there needs to be so much more work done towards acceptance, period, and understanding. And... Um, I think the first way we do that is to take a step back and look at ourselves and what we can do and be honest about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've evaluated everything that I can do. That's why I started this program. Like, I, I had the two charities selected in my mind for a while. And then the last two weeks, I just decided the third one was going to be this because I think it's lacking. And when you're able to do something and you see um, a way that you can help, then you need to do that. Right. That's our responsibility as humans. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that's, sorry. I was just going to. I think that's amazing. And I think you are the embodiment of that in the way that you raise your girls. We were just talking about parenting and we were just talking about how I really like talking to Tannis about parenting because I think we have the same parenting style. And 
and we want to instill that in our children and we talk about difficult issues all the time Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think it's ever too young to start talking about world issues I agree yeah and talk about what Taya is doing right now now you're gonna make me cry again (laughs) I'm the worst Um, (laughs) before you start Tannis too like I get the opportunity to see I, I do not have kids but I get the opportunity in a front row seat to watching all of my friends parent and I will say that Everybody has a different style. Totally. But your guys' theme of not sugarcoating things, exposing them to the tough stuff, is a lot different than I see other people necessarily. You know, sometimes we just want to take and, and hide the big scary world away and um, protect our kids. But your way of protecting your kids, I see, and you tell me mm-hmm. if you're wrong, is by exposing them to some of that stuff and making sure they are comfortable in that and that they know where to reach out for help. And so I just want to tell you too that, like, I mean, I see that and, and I think that it's truly, truly amazing and that those kids will grow up being resilient because of the way that you guys do it. Thank so you. tell us a little bit about your eldest daughter. Oh, um, she's a rock star. <laughs> um, so she's attending um, university in British Columbia right now. And she is um, starting to become a human rights lawyer. Um, So her main course that she's taking is international relations, and she's minoring in gender and women's studies. Um, So she legitimately wants to save the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm extremely proud. She also volunteers with the Women's Resource Center there. So they work um, with homeless, um, the homeless population there. And um, a lot of the prostitutes mainly... um, the female prostitutes down there, they go out and hand out clean needles, condoms, tampons, toothbrushes, whatever they need. They keep track of these women. They talk to them and see if they're being abused, see if anyone's gone missing, make sure they get the care that they do. Um, I didn't sleep that first night that she went. Extremely proud, but still like concerning. And she was just talking to her after and hearing her passion and how excited she was for it and how many people she's helping. Like I couldn't possibly be prouder of the humanity that she has and uh the strength and I don't worry about her being gone I miss her like crazy but uh she's gonna change the world and I think that starts really young and I've started with my youngest daughter like I I took her to different rallies and things like that with me um and exposed her to it very young I remember listening to Sublime on on the radio in my car and uh, she knows that I've gone to a lot of concerts and she said have you been to see them I think she was four and I said no and she said why and I said well because he died of a drug overdose the lead singer and she said well what's that so we explained that so having a drug conversation with a a four-year-old is important I think Um, it doesn't steal their childhood it makes them aware and you know these young children are so smart they're sponges and they need empowerment. I don't think they need to be sheltered. They need knowledge. They need knowledge. Yeah. And they do feel empowered. And that's how we raise people that are going to change this world. Like this generation, um, they're, they have so much knowledge about the environment and how to help our world and so many great ideas. And it's our job to foster that and not to just put a cap on it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really don't think that tablets and things like that are the main problem. I think that not empowering our children, not being honest with our children, and not spending the time with our children is the problem. I've had lots of people ask me because my first one turned out really good. <laughs> my, sec- <laughs> my second one, I have faith will too, but lots of people ask me for parenting advice, and I say open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. Listen to them. Respect them. Uh, that doesn't mean that my kids get away with stuff. Ask them. They don't. <laughs> right. But 
they're empowered and they know they can make their own decisions. They're smart enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And the earlier that they start doing that, and it's small things, like from the time my kids were three, they could order off any menu and they talk directly to the waitress, server, sorry. And that's so important. Look someone in the eye and talk to them. They don't get to do that if you take over everything for them, you know? So I think the world is not as scary as we make it seem. And I think there was a time where um, we we're donating to the men's shelter and and I made sure that my young or my older son went in and delivered it and was there and had conversations and I remember my other friend said like I don't know if I would feel comfortable like I I feel very that would be a very vulnerable situation to put my son in and I said oh you know that's not necessarily how I took it like I think my kids need to be exposed to all walks of life and see how we can help them we're yes. very fortunate we're very privileged mm-hmm. um and that's the way I feel about anything to do with me especially with um, my recovery like from the stroke and all of that kind of stuff I recovered very well because I had everything working together with me right not a lot of other people do that or not a lot of not a lot of other people have that mm-hmm. um same with exposing my kids to medical issues or mental health or anything I think that's very thing very big thing to expose them to 100 percent. and I've always said also like if you don't give them an answer like kids are great bullshit meters if you're dishonest with them or sheltering them they will go somewhere else for answers mm-hmm. and quite often it's google or or sources, friends yeah or <laughs> sources right? that they should not be going exactly. to and whether it's about sex or drugs or uh, racism or whatever I want them to come to me and they will not do that if you lie to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they'll remember that. And One thing I want to know your guys' opinion on, um, and I know that what I say won't be sway you guys, and you'll you'll say this, so I'm going to give my very strong opinion on this first. And listener, I'm, I'm guessing if you have children, you, or maybe if you don't, obviously I don't have a strong opinion on this. You're the greatest um, auntie, though. Oh, I'm just oh, going to put that in listen, there. Listen, she's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um the internet and cell phones is a is such a big thing. And I guess because it's my realm with work and that kind of thing and, and an interest. Parents have usually, there's a, a spectrum and you're kind of on one end or the other. And it's, I am not going to allow them to look at anything online. I'm going to kind of control that. I'm going to look through their phone. I'm going to block certain sites. I'm going to, and then some are, no, I'm going to open it up and we're going to have conversations so I want to know kind of what your guys' plans are for that because I know that that is something that parents talk about all the time. But I feel like my my mom gave me the, f- like, I had a lot of freedom. And she only ever said, don't lie to me. I don't care what happens. I don't care what you get into. But don't you ever lie to me. You know, and she tried to make sure I made good choices and things like that. But she really, we did have that type of, of relationship. And with the internet, I could look up anything I wanted anytime. And if I came across something that was quite intriguing, I would pick a time as a teenager or a young girl and we'd be driving to some rodeo somewhere and I'd be like, hey, so like, why do people do this? I'm sure that that caught her <laughs> off guard sometimes. <laughs> it right? sure does. But we would have, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys yep. we would have a conversation about it and she would control, you know, the, the dialogue that happened about that based on what I was ready for and mature enough for. And I, I got to say that I, I liked that relationship and I think that that really did help me and expose me to the world. I wanted to travel very early on because I wanted to see different parts of the world and I can kind of go anywhere and I don't have, you know, any fear. Like you're saying, the world, you know, sometimes seems like a very scary place. 
There's not I think, a lot that scares. Yeah. And I think that's why it seems so scary is because we don't know about it. Mm-hmm. But if you empower people to know about it, especially like I'm always nursey nursey and always looking at the healthcare side of it. That's why I educate myself and that's why I educate other people. Mm-hmm. And if you have a condition or if you have, you know, this scary diagnosis, if you know a lot about it, it's not so scary. That's right. Information is power. Exactly. 100%. And Only if you share it though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So back to like the, yeah. the actual What's your take online. Um, I mean, I think it's a great tool and I, and I really think I have an IT background. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think it can be used for so much good. Is there a lot of bad stuff? Yes. Has there always been in this world? Yes. Are we just able to watch it more clearly now because of it? Yes. Um, So I trust my kids with a lot of things. Um, One thing that I did with Taya comes coming up through social media. She's 19. So she is like the true. Yeah. For sure. Um, I don't know what you call them, lab rat for yeah, that, right? right? Like she, yeah. she's been through it. Yeah, yeah. like, um, you know, Facebook, which is the biggest one, made the biggest swing, I feel, because there were some before that, but it was the the social media platform that changed the game. Yeah. Um, was in her lifetime. And she was, you know, in school when I started on Facebook. And she got a Facebook account. And my only thing with her was, I need to be your friend. Because um, there's nothing that you should be posting or doing that I wouldn't be okay with. That being said, we have very open communication. We're very close. Um, so, and I and I gave her a lot of freedom. Like, if things are going to put her in jeopardy or are unsafe or, um, of course, watch out for predatory behavior. So, we, mm-hmm. I, I beefed up the security on everything and all of the accounts. Like, none of them were public. Um, and she still does that. She still has, uh, like, even on snapchat wherever you can see where everyone is she still ghosts everyone because she knows that you know and and this this kind of responsibility again then they learn to do it in life so she's in Kelowna and you know she's dating she's 19 she's pretty cute mm-hmm. <laughs> and she you know there's tons of great people you can meet in university but she said like if she was ever going to take it to another level um that she would never go to the guy's place first you know what I mean? Like they would have yeah. to meet in a public place for a date or they could come over and watch a movie at her place or something. But just all this awareness is always there of protecting yourself. And that can start with these tools. Like anything is only, um, any of these mediums are just tools. So it's teaching them to responsibly be in charge of it and not letting it control you is the important thing. So teaching those skills is what's important. It's not that this is evil. It's how you allow them to use it. If they're hiding in a dark corner under a blanket and not telling you anything, and they have these scary older people calling you because you don't even know that they have the account because you forbade them to do it, that's how predators reach them, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and the the positive footprint, too, you're making me think of that. So, I mean, she is going to be a human rights lawyer. So if she... I will just also say I am so glad social media was not around because as open as things were social media, I don't know that I would honestly have the job I have. And, uh, with, if social media would have been around, I'm glad, lots. I'm we glad there's not a lot of pictures of me. Yeah. As a teenager. That's right. <laughs> me <laughs> and a lot of fun. It has yeah. created such uh, and social media has created such an unforgiving place for teenagers that, you know, do post things on it that are just having fun because things can be taken out of context. Yes. I mean, it didn't do anything really bad, but I'm just really glad that there are some pictures of me partying as a teenager yes. that are not all over the mm-hmm. internet. Yep. And so the 
the way you have raised her, you know, to be mindful of that and to have a positive digital footprint and to keep it, you know, kind of locked down also to protect herself Mm -hmm. and to only allow people in her circle to see what she's putting out. That helps her with her future job. Yes. Because if she wants to do that and she, you know, she's going to be the next Amal Clooney. Oh, uh, yes. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, You can't have this, you know, crazy, silly Facebook account because it's going to come back to haunt you. Yeah, that's right. You know, she's going to be the next prime minister of Canada. You can't have some of that stuff because it's, I mean, sometimes you can, but why would you want to have that? (laughs) Why would you want to have that awful argument? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Trudeau picture that we all thought (laughs) of, right? Well, yeah. Boy, oh boy. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) she's better than that. Like she can do better. And I think that's the point of it is like you give the kids the tools and the skills to do to live their life with, with intention and that's what we totally. always want to do right? and teach them that every it's all their choice yeah. like if you let something control you that's a choice that you're making is it easier and harder for some people absolutely but it's still a choice and these things are tools don't let them control you yes for sure yeah. it would be so fascinating to have a podcast with two people sitting opposite each other with you know your stance on it and somebody who because i mean everybody's opinion too and totally. there are pros and cons to both sides of course Absolutely. Yeah. But it would be very interesting to kind of go head to head and just have a safe calm conversation back and forth about both ends of that spectrum i'd be up for that yeah mm-hmm. there's anyone that wants to talk right. about it right yeah, yeah reach sure. out if you want to go well, head to head. you know what i was raised like very i don't know if we had social media, I probably wouldn't have been allowed to have it. And yeah. I like, we just didn't have open conversations and mm-hmm. we just didn't have that open dialect. And I, I think I've kind of rebelled against that. And now I'm, you know, talking openly to my kids about anything. Um, so yeah, I do feel like I kind of can speak from both sides, both sides. Well, I mean, obviously it would be some. it would be better if someone else could Speak from <laughs> you, know, but you don't want to argue with your no i don't argue with myself you handle that though because like the boys they're gonna be it won't be long in there just the oh social well they're media. already like caleb my oldest son is so kind and so smart and so like he doesn't do many things knock on wood wrong quote unquote right like mm-hmm. he doesn't seek out a lot of things and he doesn't you know what i mean and he's he talks to me about a lot of stuff Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want to know this. <laughs> like you said, the conversation with your mom, when that comes up, it's like, but I do want to know. Exactly. And I want them to have my perspective on it instead of someone else's. Exactly. Yeah. Someone told me when my kids were quite little, they said, um, if you want to hear about the big stuff when the kids are old, mm-hmm. older, um, you have to listen to the little stuff. You have to listen to, mom, this is my Lego. This is my, you know what I mean? You have to listen to that kind of mundane stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very important too. But anyways, yeah, like Caleb is very open. Um, but his friend, like there's been conversations that he's talked about. Like my friend looked up this and mm-hmm. what does this mean? And like he, we were already starting that conversation. So I'm glad that you're already kind of in the midst of this, Tannis. So I'll seek you out a lot please do again <laughs> please. we're all in this together yeah right, right? Yeah, yeah please you can answer this one off air and just say off air but now I just want to know almost like when Tana said oh and they will ask questions like the <laughs> I right? just want to like yeah those some of those shocking moments right where you're like where did that come from you said you've you've had some well like that one about the overdose like mm-hmm. just bang here we are talking about drugs when you're four years old right um you know my friend um 
there was one of her friends that she thought had been sexually assaulted by the way that the girl was acting. Mm -hmm. That was so important to me. I mean, it's happened to me multiple times. I'm big on education about that. I, You're very I have, passionate about that. Oh, very much yeah. so. Um, and, you know, the girls, Katea and all of her friends, uh, when they started going to parties um, when she was in grade 10, I had a checklist that they had to tell me uh, before they left. You know, like... I'm like, what are the rules? <laughs> and the first one, most important one, is that I would come and get them wherever they are, no matter what time it was. And I did. Yep. I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning a lot of times. Um, and I would have 12 teenagers in my car sometimes, and that's okay with me, because I knew they were all safe yep. and not making a bad judgment call. You know, if you are going to drink, if you do make the choice to drink, uh, make sure that it, you take things in sealed bottles. That was yep. one of them. Um, if your drink goes out of your line of sight, it is it's no gone. longer your drink. Yeah. Uh, no one else makes a drink for you. If one of your friends is starting to um, become too intoxicated, you need to stop yeah. so that you can keep an eye on them and your friends never go out of your line of sight, period. Right. Mm -hmm. The people that you go with are who you're with and you take care of them. You are their wingman. Mm -hmm. You are their safety. That's it. And they had to tell me all of these things before they were allowed to leave my house. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to some of the muck and we're, I'm not asking for, you know, specifics, but you are really somebody who has used the tough stuff for fuel and you're, you're a leaper for sure, but you leap with confidence and you leap with a background in making sure that you are ready to take on whatever you're leaping, you know, into. Mm -hmm. So I want you to just talk a little bit about how you've turned the tough stuff into fuel. Um, uh, quitting has never been an option for me. And maybe that's be from being a single mom. I think that's a big part of it. I've always had someone relying on me. So stopping wasn't an option. Also living half a life isn't an option. So, um, I've done a lot of work, you know, I've done like my yoga teacher training was transformational for me. Mm -hmm. Meditation is so important to me. Um, I've done body talk. I'm a Reiki practitioner. I don't do it anymore, but I took my training in that. Mm -hmm. Um, just getting it out, uh, good talks with friends that I trust and love. Um, my sisters, you know, like just all of that has been therapy for me and learning that I can't deal with all of that myself and just getting it out there and working through it. Cause I have to work through it cause I'm not going to live half a life. It's not an option. And, um, there's so much power in sharing too. Like, uh, other people's bravery of, of sharing has in most ways moved me to deal with my crap. Mm -hmm. so I want to be that voice for other people um and I don't know there's just a little bit of a fire I guess <laughs> burning in there yeah. um that if you can do again and uh, I've said this once already if you can do something it's up to us as good humans to do something mm -hmm. um so yeah I don't for sure for me there was no other option right than to I love on. the little fire piece because I don't know. I believe that there's a fire in all of us, mm -hmm. but some of us get so um, bogged down in, in the, the path we think that we should take mm -hmm. that sometimes I think that if that path doesn't align with what we really want, we're just throwing water on that fire. And uh -huh. yeah, some of it, it just burns inside. We all know people in our lives that are just these like flaming forces yes. that are living full lives. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we lose sight sometimes of the fuel that we can put on that fire to keep it burning because we all do. Yeah. Society tells us we should throw water on it. And sometimes. there, there are heavy things and we're humans and humans are, we're not meant to be up all the time. I, I have days, like I was going to talk to you guys. Um, it was right after 
COVID hit and I was very stressed about my business. I was having a really hard time, had a hard time getting out of bed for a week and we were supposed to chat. You guys were so loving and understanding and just, I felt I could be honest and just say, no, I can't do it right now. So I don't want anyone to ever have this perception of me that I like have this cape on and I'm just going, going, going and never have a down day. I have down days. Um, and I think what shows your character is not that you don't have down times. It's how you recover and, and how you learn to deal with it and, and sharing those experiences also so that everyone knows that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to scream, whatever, you know, it doesn't allow, it doesn't give you the excuse to treat other people like shit but you are allowed to be down that's part of how we come back up yeah. like nature is all about balance yin and yang good and bad so of course that's gonna happen for us well and I think you said living a half life was not an option living a full life you have this huge arrange or huge array huge array of emotions um, and we need to honor that totally right so yeah. I think we need to honor if you're having a bad day or having a down day I don't want to say bad yeah having a down day honor that totally and living a full life is honoring everything, everything. about you good and bad ugly yeah all of it yeah. Kristen often says like there's no such thing as balance and when she first said it I was just like hmm, I gotta think about that a little bit more and now I, I really see that and feel that because we're we're trying to maintain balance but part of the balance is just the ebb and flow and the positive yeah. negative. And I, mean, I think there's no such thing as good and bad. No. Like the okay. older I get, there's no such thing as it's like, all gray. Yeah. Well, well, there's no such thing as like labeling things bad. Right. True. Because they're part of these, this human experience. That's right? right. And if we label things bad, then we all of a sudden feel shame. We all of a sudden shame. feel exactly shame. shame. Yes. And shame is the worst. Oh, well, so maybe, okay, I like that. So bad, we say good days, bad days. So maybe, maybe right now at the table, the three of us make the, like, we're going to hold each other too. We're not, uh, like, how are you feeling? Bad. We can't say that. Don't we just associate. Be more speci- yeah, don't yeah. associate it with that good, bad. We yeah. just say, low I'm energy. Da- that's right. I'm having a low energy day just with some down negative day thoughts, and that's kind fine. of. Yeah. I love that. And that love that. Fine. Like, love I think that. we need to honor those, like, honestly, for my recovery, honoring those down days was essential Mm -hmm. because if I labeled them as bad, Mm -hmm. I would feel shame and I would feel that I wasn't good enough at recovering. Mm. And how, with that heaviness associated, do you make something of that experience? Shame takes you back and and then you're feeling so bad about being down or having a bad day Mm -hmm. that you aren't able to recover as quickly and get onto the work that's important to you and living your full life, right? It holds you back that negative connotation yeah and who is telling us that this is bad or not like right right like who is that ultimate power that's saying that well this is bad or not and that's one bad thing about social media right right Right, exactly Like people aren't raw and honest on there Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm very intentional about who i follow and i might be friends with a lot of people but there's very few people that i follow Mm -hmm. so when i look at my feed on anything it makes me happy and it lifts me up and um, sometimes it makes me cry, but it's honest and it's raw and it's the people that I respect. Mm-hmm. I like that honest. Mm-hmm. honest. Jess, that was one of the first, uh, our, one of our first, well, our first podcast with Jess Tatu and one of her, uh, tips to stay kind of in control of your own life and your own happiness was that was unfollow. And if you're following somebody and it doesn't bring you joy or it brings you down, 
why would you allow that to be in your feet all the time? And sometimes we have to keep following those people because they're family or friends or coworkers. Totally. But if it doesn't bring you joy, unfollow it. Yeah. Remove yes. that. From, I'm big about that. Yeah. If it doesn't bring you joy, I have no freaking time for it. Yeah. Again, how are you living your fullest life if you're letting these, I don't know, obligations, I guess, yeah. drag you down? No, I'm sorry. I'm not. I still love you. Yeah. But you're not allowed space in my day-to-day life anymore. Mm, Not giving it to you. Sorry. And we all, like, if there's something too, like we, we grow, we change. And sometimes relationships change, our job changes, our city changes, um, and our, our good friends change. And that's hard sometimes, but that's also okay. We don't need to hate on that. We don't need to, you know, give that a bad feeling, a bad emotion. It just is what it is. Exactly. We don't have to be mean. We don't have to be, you know, you just move forward. We have to meet each other where we're at and we have to meet ourselves where we're at. And that changes. Yeah. From year to year based on what we're doing. Yeah. So Tannis, tell, we're all about our whys. And so tell us what your why is. My why. Why do you do the tough stuff? One thing I love about you is you're like, you're about professional development. And we talked a little bit about that before Mm -hmm. the cast that PD keeps us going is kind of our therapy. 100%. Yeah. And so obviously the Mm -hmm. girls too, but give us a little bit more about your why. Again, it goes back to that full life and um, being genuine and honest. So when I was taking my yoga teacher training, the lady who taught it, she's just a beautiful human being, but she pushed me harder than I, I I think that I sometimes intimidate people. I don't ever mean to, and I don't want to, but um, I think that causes people to maybe not be as honest with me as I would like them to be sometimes and definitely don't push me mm-hmm. there's very few people in my life that push me she pushed the hell out of me and it was so good for me it broke me and built me back up it needed to happen but she said like there's yamas and niyamas in yoga and I won't get into it too much but she said you'll get stuck on one and I got stuck on honesty and I have not moved <laughs> I haven't gone through all the rest of them because that's not my path in this life it's it's honesty and I uh, that's what I do with my store. Like I don't believe in over filtering pictures. I don't believe in selling people things that they don't want or need or don't make them feel good. Um, I don't believe in putting out messages of love for my community and for this world and then not following up on it with the brands that I carry and the things that I do as a business owner. Um, And my kids, how can I expect them to be honest with me and have this beautiful, honest relationship that I'm trying to foster with them if I'm a bullshitter in any part of my life? You know what I mean? And honest with myself, which has been the biggest one. Like, why didn't I get this done this week? Well, did you really need to watch that series on Netflix? (laughs) Why are these books sitting here? Why am I not reading instead of doing that? Why do I not have energy? Well, I know all of this stuff. If you sit down and listen to yourself. Meditation's a big thing for me. That's how I choose to connect with myself. Journaling is good too. Mm -hmm. That kind of self-reflection, that like honesty with myself, you know, has been the biggest thing for growth for sure so my why yeah I just I I, my purpose is to be here and live the biggest life possible um be happy every day and I have the responsibility and the blessing of these children that I'm lucky enough to call mine and I want them to be these fierce warriors that I send out into the world and just make it a better place and I not just them I love mentoring people all of the girls that have worked here for me I try to do that with them other business owners wonderful beautiful spirits like you guys um yeah like this is why I'm here and I know that so amazing well if you haven't been to Elevation you haven't checked out Elevation social media um, website all of that stuff please do that please make a stop in it is worth it 
If you're like me and awkward with clothes, you extra need to get down here because <laughs> you'll feel so much better. But for our listener today, um, there's some big things I think to come out of this. You know, what can you prepare for and leap into that will build your inner fire? And what is something that you want to do to live that full life? So many amazing things that we always take away from you, Tannis, whether it's Thank a text you. or sitting down for a cast. I mean, there's always something that you make us better to every interaction we have with you. Same goes for you guys. Well, thank you so much oh, for joining thank us. You thank so you so much, Tannis.